Welcome to Beyond the Game, Wealth Mastery for Athletes. I'm your host, Chris Benson, joined by nine-year NFL vet, Alec Ogletree. Beyond the Game is a podcast where we will provide a playbook for financial growth, both on and off the field. Join us each week as we have an in-depth conversation with other professional athletes who've mastered the art of wealth creation. They're going to share their triumphs, setbacks, and maybe some lessons learned so you don't make the same mistakes. Join us. We think you're going to enjoy it. All right, guys, today we talked with Andrew Adams, seven-year NFL vet. More importantly, he is also Alec Ogletree's brother-in-law, so we got some good dirt on both of them. Today, we learned three major things. One, what was his first real estate deal? What he invested in? He still owns that deal today. He's talking about selling it. Two, how he learned about taxes when he opened up his first game check. That's a good one. And three, Alec... He's a cheater at golf. That's that's what Alec told us. They go out and play, and he consistently moves the ball around. So we're going to have those three things with Andrew. Please stay with us on the episode. You're going to like this one. Appreciate you coming on. Today we got uh, Andrew Adams here. Seven years uh, NFL. Yeah, yeah, going to eight. Going going on eight. Super Bowl champion. What number was it? Super Bowl 45. Super Bowl 45. With who? Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tampa Bay. Brady. Tom Brady. I saw y'all too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, graduated UConn from UConn with an economics degree, right? Economics. Okay. Minor in entrepreneurship. And minor in entrepreneurship. Ooh. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. I like that. See some of your little stats on there. You know, I don't know if it's big time, but you know, with his second team, you had second team All American. And all of that stuff at oh, UConn. Oh, UConn? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I was a pretty decent player. Yeah, you did. You I mean, did well for yourself. Obviously, <laughs> I wasn't good enough to get drafted, but... Oh, uh, that, ain't, that ain't true. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that you're missing true. the most important part of who he is. What's that? He's your brother-in-law. I know, right? We ain't got to the end. Let me finish. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean to interrupt the intro. <laughs> no, but... Uh, and like you said, obviously, uh, you're my brother-in-law, so obviously this is special. Um, to guest to have you on and appreciate you coming through. Sure, happy to be here. Have you ever played each other in an NFL game? Yeah, against each other yes. a couple of times. Now you're both defensive players. Alex was linebacker. And Drew, you played cornerback or safety. I played safety, or I play safety. Okay, so both on the defensive. So have you ever been on the field together? I think when you just played in Chicago, mm-hmm. and he was playing some special teams, so I was playing <laughs> special teams in Tampa. So we was on the field together. And and what happened? Um, so he was on punt. I was on punt return. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, like, if you play football, the punt team has a lot of communication, like, before the ball snap, you know, pointing out their man, counting the box, things of that nature. Um, so I'm on punt return, and I'm a guy that can kind of, like, move around, float around. So I'm just— He was a red dot guy. Wait, what's that mean? What's red dot? Like that means I've probably done some good things <laughs> in the games prior, like leading up to this game. Okay, so I'm a player that they need to be aware of where I am at red all dot times guy. on the, the field. Red dot guy. Does that mean the the coach points him out? <laughs> they got, got a red dot. They got a red dot. They got it on the on the paper. They're like, this is a red dot guy on on their presentation. So you knew he was out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so like before the boss, now I'm just like. 44 is the weak link. <laughs> I like, hit him in the mouth. He really was saying that for real. <laughs> because, like, my kind of, like, punt returns kind of, your responsibility is, um, I mean, it's not that stressful. So I'm 
I was really more just trying to get in, get in his head before the ball was hiked. And what I happened? Was, I was by one of the weakest links, man. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, boy. No, that dude, Britt. But KJ Britt, he came off. <laughs> Bow! I said, oh, he really, he really, he really took what I said. <laughs> yeah. Just popped you in the face? Hey, straight, straight hit me. I said, <laughs> oh. He's like, I'm a grown man. We're doing here. Get a little young ass out of here. Yeah. Uh, it was cool, though. That was, what, year nine for me playing? I yeah. hadn't played punt, like, since year one. So did you guys get to hit each other? Nah, oh. he tried to he tried to block me one time in the, uh I think I was on the Rams and you was at the Giants at the time. And but when I tried to block you, it was just like a random like you just ran by and tried to hit. It was I can't remember. I it was on a special team play. Oh, it was like one so. of. I think y'all had to. It was, it was on punt return again. I was on punt. Okay, and I ran out the field. I don't remember that one. I remember it. I don't remember that one. I remember it. He came out. <laughs> Gonna try to block me, you know. Yeah, you can probably pull the film we up. Pull we up. can definitely pull the film up from Chicago. Oh, for sure. I, I, <laughs> all I right, so, that shit. I was right, so. all the <laughs> <laughs> All right, sorry. I didn't mean to distract from the no, most yeah. important no. question, Alec, but no. I wanted to know. No, no, that's that's a good question. So just kind of talk about, like, a little bit where you're at, like, in terms of in your life right now, in terms of, like, how, how did you, how did you, how do you, handle stuff like what you learn in the locker room. You hear guys talk about, oh, they want to do stuff. They want to learn. They want to go do real estate. They want to go do whatever it is. So what was kind of like your first, I guess, curiosity into Mm. doing whatever it is that you want to do? Um, Yeah, I feel like for me, I never never signed a big contract. So Mm -hmm. I was always looking towards what's next, almost, so to speak. Not that I didn't feel secure in football, but I knew that um, the money that I'm making now is going to have to work for itself or make more money in order for me to live the life that Mm -hmm. I want. Mm -hmm. I can't take this money, whatever, just save it or spend it, which is worse. and think that, you know, when I'm 35, 40 years old, that I'm going to be where I want to be. Mm-hmm. Easy. Um, Youngins. <laughs> but when you, so so when you came out, I guess, okay, you got, you went undrafted, right? Right. Went right. undrafted. Wait, Alec, I have a question. Did did that mindset come from school or parents? Because yeah, most, exactly. yeah, you true, guys are true, young. True, true, true. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that mindset came from definitely, definitely parents and how I was raised. Um. I feel like obviously, you know, not everybody, but most people are are a product of their environment. Mm-hmm. You know, if um, not saying I came from a whole bunch of money because my parents are still working today, but my parents were able to provide for, you know, their children, you know, and we didn't really want, you know, for anything. So just being just being able to see them kind of be responsible with with funds, mm. you know, that, that I could see, you know, um, maybe so the model, maybe, yeah, right. Maybe my financial advisor might not say they made, you know, right decisions in their past, but from a child's perspective, I would see my parents be, you know, responsible with funds. And so I, I would say that that definitely, um, is a factor. And then in college, I was an economics major. So we just talked about, you know, exchange rates and 
you know, um, money basically. Sure. So, um, what, what yeah, was, I was how, how was how was money treated like at the kitchen table when you guys like as a kid? How do your parents talk about? I, I remember with my parents, it was always like a. I don't want to say a fear-based thing, but with my parents, it was very, my dad's super conservative financially, yeah, super cheap. And and we did okay, like middle, you know, strong middle class. You know, we always had food to eat. Like we weren't struggling in that regard, but it was never like an abundance mindset. It was always built around like, I don't want to lose this. And it was always fear of like, I'm not going to have enough. Yeah. Um, so from my mom's point of point of view, I feel like it was save, you know, save, save, you know, save your money, you know, don't spend Put it in money, the bank. save your money. Right. Whether that's correct or incorrect, you know, which I don't think it's correct now, but um, that was kind of how I grew up. And my dad was, um, you know, if you work kind of, I don't know if he's like this, but me, but my perspective is, um, you know, he worked and he made, you know, decent money. So he'd buy what he wanted. You know, if he wanted a nice car, he'd buy it. Uh, if he wanted, you know, some speakers, Bose, you know, he's going to he's gonna go get the best speaker. You know, it, good like a good meal, he's going to get a good meal. He's not going to save his money because he doesn't want to spend his money yeah. on it. He's, um, he's buying experiences. He's buying. Yeah. Right. Which, um, you know, I think even now I feel like to, I feel like I'm, I'm like that now. Um, you know, if it's, you know, something you want, you know, go get it. Basically, yeah, work uh, it. yeah, right. Um, so yeah, it wasn't you know it wasn't negative or it wasn't like a it wasn't a, a negative thought in my house money, yeah. but um, I felt like you know it was work though work 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 you know yeah. to make money, but um, you felt like you had an, but you kind of had like you say you you could say you had like kind of an example to kind of go off of and you know like I said continue as you continue to go through college and then obviously start earning your own money when you got to the league um you had that you had that mindset from your parents and just your how you grew up just seeing how they right. how they operated and stuff right and so what was like something that what was like the first thing you did i guess when you first got like your money like what what well when you first got to a check, tell me what yeah, you did. Like what I do. A lot of people, a lot of people had that like Well, I guess my first big check huh. or biggest first active check, game check. Yeah, active game check was twenty five thousand dollars for mm-hmm. one game. Mm-hmm. And so wait, was, just tell me how this works, right? Because I'm completely naive. So literally the season starts, you they take your contract and they divide it by the number of games you play. Rough well, and tough. Okay, so let's get into it like a little more real quick. So First off, okay, rookie, all rookies, they're drafted or undrafted. Right. You get a signing bonus. Okay. My signing bonus was, I think, like $2,500, so $2,500. Nice. Nice, right? <laughs> um, Pre-tax. So I, get, so I got that all at one time during the offseason. Okay. Like, before the season started. You could almost Alex pay Alex signing bonus, I don't know, millions. I, don't, I think they paid that out, what, over four or mm-hmm. a few years? Mm-hmm. So he didn't get all his at one time, but he got enough. So yeah, I got twenty five hundred dollars in the bank in the off season. The off season checks are maybe like three hundred dollars a week, something like that. You know, in in OTAs. Okay. Um, but like I don't I don't really have to pay for anything. You yeah. know, I'm, I'm living in the hotel that they're paying they're for. Paying for food. Um, right. Yeah. Um, okay. And then season starts. Season start. Well, first there's a break after. 
Well, first, right. first, so I got cut, um, and they put me on practice squad for the first two weeks. Then I got caught up week three because two safeties got hurt, so I ended up starting uh, week three, and that was my first time being active. And practice squad guys, we've talked about this out. Da told you forty fifty grand, right? <laughs> Something like it's. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So, so I'm not even counting that. I don't, I don't remember what it was. Okay. All right. So my first active check was twenty five thousand um, dollars. And then, you know, you open the paper. I didn't get direct deposit because I wanted to actually go to the bank. So they just hand it out, like, in the locker room? They They put it in your locker. Seriously? Like, yeah. the week after the game, not not So the guys not who are getting paid $2 million a week or a game? It's in an envelope. It's just in a check in their locker? Yeah, yeah. 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 It's, it's in a check deposit. in their locker. Yeah. That's crazy. No. Do direct deposit. No, but even if you do do. Do do Can direct you deposit. Like avoid it. They give you the void, like yeah. like the stuff. The stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Can you get like the option of a duffel bag full of cash if you want? Can no, you just get the duffel so. bag. I doubt they do. Nah, that. <laughs> I don't think I don't think the owners mm. all right, owners all right. cut checks like that. <laughs> Yo, twenty five. So you open it, boom boom. boom see twenty five, and then it's obviously I'm playing in New York, so minus twelve thousand. So yeah. are you thinking about taxes and stuff at this point? <sighs> Did you understand like, that the twenty five? I understood really taxes, but I understood taxes on a level from off season checks, which is like a thousand dollars, and so it was like a thousand dollars, and I I was getting like maybe six hundred, right, or like maybe seven hundred sometimes. Yeah. Um. So I I understood taxes, but I didn't think my twenty five thousand dollar check would come back to me saying 12,000. <laughs> <Whoops. laughs> I said, we're not here for three hours. No, we're crazy. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah, so. <laughs> 12 grand, what? Yeah, so. And then I had a friend I was playing in Seattle and his 25,000 was 19 because their cause they're, um, tax rate was less. Right. Or I think Seattle, I don't think they have state income taxes. Mm. Yeah, watch. Washington? Yeah. I don't know the answer to that. But yeah, it was 19 compared to my 12. So like, that's just the difference of where you play makes a difference. Well, Alec, one of the things I've learned too is that you guys are paying tax in the state you're playing the game. Correct, right? So correct. you go to California where state income tax can be says that, double. Didn't they call it the MJ rule? What? The MJ laws? When no. he started traveling, playing. Oh, really? Is that when they made the shift? Because they I'm wanted to earn sure. off of his the income yeah. he was producing there. Yeah, yeah. he went. They smart. <laughs> smart. They started taxing. That's crazy. That's crazy. All right. Yeah. So you you get twelve. I don't know. Like, so I don't know. Like so. Obviously, I'm not. I didn't buy anything huge. Um, I had to kind of save my money. But I don't know what my first big purchase was. I leased the Mercedes. Um, which, which one? The CLA two fifty. Okay. So that wasn't like. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that was just... It was, um... That was... That man, rough on cars. <laughs> nah, I ain't rough on cars. <laughs> <laughs> you going through hey, some, Andrew? That man, no, rough on cars. Well, that I was my first car, and now I have a Range Rover, but... I don't um, roll with him, Chris. He rough on them cars. No, I just... I just don't wait in traffic or, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> hey, a pothole what? I'm gonna get to about it. <laughs> And his no, car no. low to the ground. That was, bottom, bottom, that was because we were living in New Jersey. <laughs> we were living in New Jersey. So everywhere you go, there's a pothole. There's I a pothole. I can't sure. even help it. But yeah, um, I would say, I mean, but yeah, I didn't really have like a, you know, like a big purchase. I think you, I think that's what you asked me. Um, you purchased, okay, you say you purchased a car, right? So <laughs> you come out of school and you're in a Mercedes. That's pretty good. I think, I think that was 2,500. 
dollars down and my um payment a month was like three twenty four. Like three hundred and thirty dollars. So month. like so that's not a lot. I I can afford that. Fair. So when you was when you came out or whatever, right, you got your agent and all this stuff, then I know for me, like when I came out, my agent and stuff, they had like their financial people, like kind of all under one right, right, thing, right. right? Was it something where like Alec, you mean like financial advisors, like planners? Finance, yeah, okay. they have, you know. You that know, they're plugging you into. Yeah. Right, yeah. Um, they refer you to Yeah, obviously, you know, agents, you know, have, because yeah. everything's based off relationships. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, for sure. And I signed with a guy named Ed Wazlowski. And I think he referred me in, um a financial advisor, but I didn't go with. Okay. I didn't go with that guy. Um, how, was, how was that process of like finding them out, like, Honestly, because you know, there's so many people that they can come at you and be like, hey, right. I can represent your finances or whatever. So right, right, what right. did you do? Like, what was uh, kind of your process? What I did was find somebody that I trusted in the league mm-hmm. and did their basically financial advice. A player. And, yeah, a player. Yeah. So his name was Jeremy Davis. He's from Atlanta, grew up in Norcross. Mm-hmm. He went to Norcross. He went to UConn. Mm-hmm. I saw I knew him at UConn. And then he was playing for the Giants, actually, at the time. So... Mm-hmm. I was like, who's your financial? And I knew he was very, he's very frugal. Like, he doesn't spend money at all. Mm-hmm. Like, he was, he's, he's, like, he's not spending money. Yeah. Um, so you say, so I was like, I know he probably chose, you know, somebody that, yeah. you know, is trustworthy, you know, and kind of thing like you, like, what yeah, you right. Mean? So I kind of, I kind of went that route. Mm-hmm. And he's still my financial. Still today. Yeah. So it worked out. Right. Yep. Hmm. Worked out. That's great. So you need to but, be but, paying Jeremy but, someday, huh? Referral fee. Did Jeremy get a cut? I tell no. Jeremy to get a referral fee. Get Why? A referral fee. I, I got to pay my advisor. I mean, I'm saying for so no So I'll pay my advisor and Jeremy? I don't know. I'm saying Jeremy oh, should ask your financial the, the advisor. Referral fee. You got to cut him in. <laughs> you got to cut him in. That seems fair. You know what I mean? He, yeah. bringing, you, he brought you aboard. He tried to get you, I think. He tried yeah. to, you know. He tried to hold yeah. I don't know. I had like so many. Like, I fired my dude like... I only I, I didn't even play my first game that I had fired my already my financial advisor. How you fire him and not even make any money yet <laughs> like that? Or he probably didn't even have a chance to work. Well, I mean, for me, like I wanted to kind of have it separate too. What so you, like Oh, oh, because he was the agent. He was, he was an agent. agent. Yeah, 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 yeah. Working upon the agent for and sure. all this stuff like this. And I was just I don't know, it just didn't I didn't like it for my person for me personally. Yeah. But I'm sure, yeah. obviously I think there's guys that do that. Yeah, they need the agent to help them kind of grow their business, grow their business, get, get, get a financial, you know, person to be there to do that. Are there guys in the league? Do you do you have the time and energy? Because I I think like for people outside, people like me outside the world, right? Like I look at financial advisors for the most part and be like. I can do most of the stuff they're doing. There's some guys who are doing some sophisticated strategies, and obviously because I'm in real estate. I, I invest mostly in real estate and that's what I know. Right. Right. So, so like, are there, are there guys in the league who manage their own stuff that are there for you to like go talk to, or are most guys outsourcing that to somebody and their job is like, look, I'm going to play football. I'm going to write my checks to, I would say most guys have an advisor. Yeah. Some guys do have their own stuff. I feel like, like one of my good friends has, he doesn't have, or he fought, I think eventually he fires financial advisor and then, him and his brother, his brother, his brother is like kind of a businessman, but him and his brother basically take care of his money and do 
things outside of uh, the stock market, which I think most advisors, that's their big, um, sure. you know, that's their big asset is they know, you know, how to invest and tax save through the stock market. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, and obviously you're 90% of your football players don't have that skill set. Sure. Um, yeah, fair. So it's like, well, I'm going to hire somebody that does have that skill set. And you, um, you want to focus on what's making you money today. Right. Which is playing football. And then, like, they're knowledgeable about, they're very knowledgeable about money. So, like, they might know the real estate market, but they're not real estate professionals. Right. You mm-hmm. know? Um, so they can't, they can't really advise you in that lane, but they can tell you about it. Or they can point you in the direction that right. maybe you want to go. Um, or introduce you to the guy or gal who can help. Right, who can help. So, I mean, that's really relationship, you know, connections, um, things of that nature. But, like, my financial advisor has helped me, like, with, with insurance plays. So, you know, making money through, you know, whole life policies, um, things of that nature. Um, what was the thing you didn't understand when you got in the league? It can be financial. It can be maybe it was advice your financial advisor gave you or maybe you learned on your own. But what was the thing you didn't understand early on that now you look back and you're like, I can't believe I didn't know that. I mean, taxes is the one that I always love. Like, I mean, yeah, taxes, I feel like um, really probably. <laughs> and it's not paying ta- or it's not the taxes coming out of your in- <laughs> of your income. It's when you have to file taxes at the end of the year and <clears throat> it either comes back that you owe, which a lot of times you owe <laughs> or that you're going to get a refund. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that was the big, the big one. Cause I think one time like, I got in budget at all for having to owe uncle Sam, you know, a big check. Yep. Um, <laughs> and it's like, dang, like I was already my, my 25 went to 12. Yeah. And now at the end of the year, I still I still owe more. Like that's nah, crazy, right? Some, something got <laughs> get. <laughs> that's crazy, right? I swear. So yeah, my first couple of y'all like that. I'm like, well, like, why am I I'm, paying all like, this money for? I'm not. I'm not about to cut you another big check. Like, <laughs> yeah. So like that didn't make any sense to me. Um, but now, I mean, you look back and and like as you grow, and I'm still growing. You find ways to save, tax, you know, and and text yeah and hopefully you getting a check at the end of the year versus you cutting the check at the end mm-hmm. of the year. yeah the hard part i think for people listening to who may be outside the world of professional sports too is you guys are w2 employees yeah w2 right like the yeah. worst way you can make money or the most challenging i guess to create strategies to to defer taxes you're in it right right not only you tax for every state you play in but you're also a w2 employee so mm-hmm. They're taken from every angle, and it's every really angle. hard yes. to, sh- every to angle. strategize out of that. And we used to could write off anything related to obviously football, so yeah. massages, any type oh, of yeah. therapy, yeah. even like ru- like equ- like running shoes, cleats, sure. things of that nature. You can't anymore? we can't anymore? Mm-hmm. Why? I think was it Trump? Trump. But there was a law passed maybe four years ago, maybe like four years ago huh. that. Yeah, that, um, See, this is the difference about. between that and a business owner, right? The tax code is literally written for business owners, mm-hmm. right? Because at Reliant, right, anything is a, a write-off. If, anything. If, right? I mean, for the most part, you got to yeah, yeah. prove 
that this isn't part of our business expense. Right. And, you know, you can be pretty broad in that. Mm-hmm. What, what, what my tax strategy guy says is aggressive, not fraudulent. So yeah. if you could be aggressive, aggressive but not fraudulent, but as a W two guy, that doesn't work. Exactly. No, you it's, can't. That's yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. that's it's, hard. It's black and white. <laughs> yeah. So as the career arc went on, and and you said it before we started recording, right? You've never been the big contract guy, right? Like right, correct. Where I signed the what did what Burroughs just sign two hundred seventy five million bucks? To me, that's not even. I just want it, and I feel like <laughs> I feel like I was worth it, and I hope a. Uh, a owner or a GM hear this at least like this <laughs> a two or three for 15 you, you hear know me I mean? you know, it's a, a two for 10 or I'll take a two for eight right? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah um, but yeah, no, yeah so no I never signed uh, you know I would I would say average will now is around like a million maybe a little more than a million a year okay so, and then um, how- so the longer you play obviously the more money you make and then there's other ways to make money in the NFL, such as um, bonuses. Um, so, so you know, like you instead bonuses. of instead of type bonuses in the contract, like so many tackles, how many games that, you play, and each player is entitled to like a player performance bonus, mm-hmm. which correlates to how much you're expected to play. It's okay. so like a high draft pick is, is expected to play a lot, which means his player performance bonus isn't going to be as much as somebody like me who's undrafted, who they don't expect to play. So me playing a lot, I'm going to make a lot more money. Got it. Which is you get paid per play. Got it. So every time I cross that white line, I get I get paid $500. Wait, each play. Each play? And then at the end of the year, you accumulate that you check. check. At the end of the oh, year. Oh, really? Be happy. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. So, so you're saying the number of packages you're a part of, you're getting a check or a, a bonus. A the small number of plays. Every time he stepped like from the sideline, that's the white line. When I cross yeah. the sideline, yep. And okay. they say hike or they kick that ball <laughs> off. That's a that's what it's penalized. What if you're out there offsides okay. and you come, you come off the field? That's okay. another play. That's a play. <laughs> you play. Counts. Yeah. That's another no, I play. Didn't know that? Okay. It's right. it's good and bad because if you have a lot of those, if you plan a lot defensively anyway, like usually you ain't doing too good. You know what? Wait, what do you mean? What do you mean? Like. If your offense is on the field oh, more than oh, the defense. You're not doing well as a team. Yeah, you're not, you, you typically, your yeah, team but you're playing. cashing that check? No, yeah. And you're no, like, you ain't thinking about that. No, but. No, so my rookie year, I made just about as much in a player performance bonus than I did my salary. It okay. was like as much as my salary. So there's upside for for guys that are oh, for sure. surprises, I guess. Right, right, exactly. Okay. Yeah, but a first-round pick who started the whole year, right. their player performance might not be that high. Because the argument it is was. it's in their salary. Yeah, it's in their signing bonus. It wasn't that high. Yeah, like they they got their money. Yeah. Just let me get my little, you know I mean, my little check. That's some week. bull, man. <laughs> That's some bull. Yeah. So, so as you as you progressed along in your career, right, you start to understand how to maximize compensation for yourself. Like, walk me through how do you think about a year, right? So, like, you you know you have to make that money last, not just for your living expenses month over month, right. but potentially after that. Like, yeah. how, how do you think about? All right, I'm going to make a million bucks this year, or two million bucks, or five million bucks, or or five hundred grand. How do you think about that in your head? So at first it was kind of, you know, just save, save, you know, to, 
a point to where, okay, you're done saving. Now you need to start investing. So was there was there a goal with that? Like I want to have a year's worth of expenses. It was a it was a conversation with my advisor going in and and my saving was is also compounding in a in, in a brokerage account. Yeah. Okay. Um so that's I guess kind of like investing, but that's really my savings. Um, you know, all the money that I've accumulated over my career that's they're earning money and not just sitting in a, a savings account. Um, so you have that. And then I have, I guess, what you would say, cash on hand. Um, and that was like a year to a year and a half of life. Right. Of expenses, you know. Um, and so it costs you whatever, 10 grand, 100 grand a month to live. It, do- it doesn't matter what the number is, 10 bucks. You got that sitting in the bank where if worst case scenario happens, yeah. I'm living for a and year. Like, and I need to go find it. another source of income. Right. I'm good for a year, year and a half. Yep. Okay. Um, so um that's basically cash on hand. Um, and then everything else is, you know, growing, I'm putting away. Um, so I just feel like once I got to, you know, a comfortable number, and I, I don't really remember exactly what number that was, but I mean cash on not cash on hand, but I feel like at the time, I think living expenses was like, yeah, around 10 grand a, a month. Yeah. So, you know, if you got a hundred to 150,000, you know, cash on hand, just sitting around everything else that I'm earning, like, l- let's start investing it so that my money can make money. So that's kind of, um, that's kind of when I switched from, you know, just trying to build, just trying to save, save, save to start investing. So when, so when I guess necessarily, okay, you talk to your financial advisor and stuff, right? Yeah. How often are you communicating with your financial advisor and stuff uh, at this point? At and this point? I mean, really? Just, I mean, yeah, just kind every of year. I you, mean, uh, yeah, so yeah, I would, year. uh, four times a year. Mm-hmm. Um, during the season, are you? So yeah, during the season, we'll, we'll have a check-in call before, before the season starts. Mm-hmm. And then we'll have a halfway through the season, a check-in call. And then at the once the season ends, another call, um, you know, see how much cash you accumulated, what you want to do with it. You know, you'll have another call in the off, another meeting in the off season. Um, I say calls now because now we do it virtually. Yeah, yeah. I used to go into his office mm-hmm. and we would do it, um, but now it's. Um, and so is that something where you're like, you're sitting down, you're like, okay, I earned this at this point of the season, right? I'm, I want to do this in the off season. Is it something that you planning to do in the off season, or is it something you like? Man, I need to do this next week. I'm trying to say I made this money right now to invest it over here. Oh, in this no, I was never like that. <clears throat> um, I would say now more. I'm I might be like that, but during the season, I was always focused on football. Like strictly, so it's yeah, kind of like, like all those game checks that we talked about. You can put away. They're yeah, automatically going, and I'm trying to. I'm trying to spend as le- as less money as possible during mm-hmm. the season and save as most money as possible. Mm-hmm. One, because I know the off season when you're not getting paid, you're just spending money, spending money. Well, I thought now doesn't it get separated now? Yeah, now, oh. now it does. But we Alec and I talked I started, a whole story about his first year when he bro, realized I did naked, bro. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. He must not. He must not have that guidance. You nope. feel me? No, nope. so, was yeah. He was doing all kinds of silly stuff. Hey, that yeah. was gone. By, yeah. look, look, by April? No, like March. See, March, April. That's like, quick, too. Ooh, 
<laughs> if it's not coming in, you just spinning. You see negative, negative, hey, negative. That's negative, all I can negative. see. I'm like, what the what is going on? It adds up. You know we get paid. <laughs> what percentage of guys think like you think? Me? Yeah. In, uh, I know I'm asking an unanswerable that's question. So I would say maybe fifty. Fifty percent of the guys think like you think financially. Oh, I mean now or yeah. as I did. Um, as well, a rookie, like coming in, like what we talking about, where he ended up broke. Oh no, and, no, no. I'm, I'm I more like, now. Save, save, like, save. Yeah, now where you're saying, now, all right, oh. minimize expenses, put a bucket of cash away, figure out how to deploy it at the end of the year. I mean, most of them gonna be probably older too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I feel it's like kind of there's like, there's different um, stages of people's career. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's and it's pretty. Um, I don't want to say it's the same for everybody, but you can generalize a young player versus an older player. Yeah. Where younger players aren't thinking like this yet. Right. Um, More than likely, and, they're probably not. Yeah, yeah. They're, no, yeah, they're not. There's so much coming at you. It's yeah. a lot. Like, they're trying to learn the plays. Right. <laughs> like, they're trying to figure out how to how to last in this league um, versus, you know, the opposite. You know, yep. being out the league and figuring out how to last. Mm-hmm. Right. So, and it's such a... It's such a tough business to where you really got to be all in, to especially as a young player, because you got to figure it out. Like now, I kind of got to figure it out, so you know I can spend my off season thinking about real estate and all this other stuff, and then when the, when the season starts, okay, put that football hat back on. So I got a question too, since you say that, because I, I think I asked TA that too last week. It's your show, Alec. You can ask whatever you want. <laughs> but true, but. My question was, do you think there's time during the season to focus, like, to have, like, focus on, like, your finances and yeah. whatever stuff that you want to do? You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Because a lot of people would be like, I don't got time. You know, they'd be like, I'm so no, focused time. on me. I'm so focused That's an on excuse. being, That's so an excuse. being the greatest football player or whatever. But, and you only know what you know. like. Yeah. But that's an excuse, I feel like. Um, there's enough hours in the day to where you can um you know go flip, practice go do what you flip got. hats for 30 minutes and put time into something else an hour an hour i mean 30 minutes every day for a whole season is a lot yeah yes but, it adds up yeah but but is it is it just they they don't know what to put those 30 minutes into yeah i mean i feel like a lot of it is education like if I'm, only there was a community that's why we. That's why we're here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So why we here? We can exactly build a community. Why we here. But like, as you go as a year two player, you meet somebody. As a year three player, you meet some new people. As a year four player, you you meet some new people and have different conversations. Year five player, you're having different conversations with other players. You mean or guys? No, gals outside the industry doing other in things. in the world. Yeah. Just as a professional football, as you mature as a human. Yeah, and as you get older, and as your um, what do you call it? Net worth as an individual rises. You start meeting people in the same net worth, and they might not be in football. They might be in something else. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like, hmm, how does this person make football money and not have to run into a wall? Yeah. Like, let me think about that. Not get blocked by Alec Ogletree, special teams, <laughs> punt returns. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean. That's kind of like, that's like one of my biggest things, too, is like, it took me a while to get it. Like, it wasn't something that I just thought about right off the bat because during the season, I was that person. Like, man, don't talk to me about no financial nothing. I don't want to hear it. It's 
Yeah. I'm in the season. Like, you don't really know nothing about it. Yeah, yeah like, too. like, I don't even want to, don't call me. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then it comes to the off season, you got like, okay, you want to travel, you want to go, hey, guy, you want to do all this stuff. It was like, yeah. then you try to put like, I mean, you got a couple months or whatever to try to go look at some real estate or whatever, whatever it is that you want to do. You got a couple months to do it. But at the same time, it's like, once the season kick in, there you go again, you just cut it off. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mainly, right? And can you let stuff build up and go by the wayside, whatever, during the season? Then also, you're like, okay, I get to it during the offseason when I have time. But if you don't have a team who's working for you yeah. during the season, you're for missing sure. that you trust. Oh, right? yeah, exactly. Right. That you trust to do that. But like I said, mm-hmm. for me, it was like, man, I just, I didn't want to deal with it like that. So a lot of times, I just wait till the offseason. I try to, you know, go, go to these meetings, go do this, go do that, whatever, right? And then I kind of realized probably like literally like probably like four or five years ago, maybe I was like, man, I'm spending my time. Like I get done, you know, with practice or whatever. Playing ping pong. Yeah. You got, you got time to. You got time. You got time. You got time to go. You can be one day a week, one, two days a week to go look at this, go do this. You ain't got time to go play pickup basketball. No, you don't. But you got time to. You sit down and figure out some money strategy. Yeah. Like, how much? It's yeah. funny, like, you guys are young, right? How old are you, Drew? 30. I'll be yeah. 31 in October. <laughs> so, so I'm 43, right? So I'm that's, on the other end of that. No, that's young. Well, yeah, it's all relative, but you're, you're at the tail end of your career, your most money making career, at least initially, and you're done at 30, which is crazy. That's, it's just, it's just crazy to me. But, you know, the, the, the interesting thing about like, time is just you decide where you spend it right mm-hmm. and there's always time you know whether it's working out i don't have time to work out nah you probably do. you mm-hmm. can spend 45 exactly. minutes a day yeah. and to your point drew like it's it's the compounding effect of the same thing over and over for years and not that- not a month not two months but 10 years 20 years exactly. and when i th- talk about investing especially in real estate it's about not losing money in singles and doubles for 20 years and you're fine. Everybody wants to chase triples and home runs. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, there's risk associated. There's yeah, a risk spectrum there. And that's the piece that I think, you know, people get too caught up in the short term as opposed to I'm going to do a little bit today, mm-hmm. a little bit tomorrow, a little bit the day after that. And I'm going to keep doing it. And then eventually you look back and you're like, oh, I know a lot of things or mm-hmm. I've saved a lot of money or I've invested a lot of money. I mean, I feel like and that's almost everything. Like that's the just the instant gratification that everybody yeah. wants, you know, like. I guess the easy example is working out. Like you yeah. said, um, you know, somebody works out for three months yep. and they don't see the body change like they want. And they're like, oh, this isn't working. So then they eventually, eventually start working out. And it's like um, three months in the grand scheme of things isn't. isn't How long did long, it take you, know you to get I mean? that fat? Exactly. It took you 20 years. <laughs> you, it's going to take some time yeah. to get it back. Like. If yeah. you're 45 years old and you got a dad bod, so they ain't working. Yeah, you, know, <laughs> you got to put some time in. Yeah, like professional football players who play football for years and did so many hours of whatever, and then we became a pro. Yeah, you know, it's mm-hmm. not like yeah. If you guys have read Outliers by Malcolm Gladwell, right? He talks about the 10,000 hour rule to become right, an yeah. expert, right? Yeah, I'm you gotta coach. put your 10,000 hours in to be an expert in anything: football, yeah, real estate. Investing, yeah. piano player. Yeah, it takes time. Yeah. And, and yes. people don't understand 
you know, to get to the levels you guys have been athletically or to get to that financial level they want to be, it's a time. Yeah, for sure. I think they understand. I think it's more so. That's fair. They just the don't execution. want to do it. And it's the execution. It, yeah. like, and being consistent. Yeah. And even in, like, pro sports, like, it's execution. Like, everybody's good, whatever, but who's going to execute, yeah. you know? And outside of life, like, you have this plan to build this, you know, this grand business or, you know, to invest in this, this, and that. But how are you going to execute it? And are you actually going to go out and execute what you're saying mm-hmm. and what you're brewing in your mind? Um, My coach used to say, Coach Bush would be like, most people know what to do, but few people do what they know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We got all the answers. That. Look, you know what I mean? the fitness yeah. industry is a billion dollar, <laughs> billions and billions of dollars are spent every year on fitness. It's not, it's not hard. You eat well and you work out. Consume less calories than you burn. That's it. That's the whole game. But there's billions of dollars in self-help books and my wife owns the gym, right? We make money on it. It's crazy to me when people are like, Chris, how do you stay in good shape? I'm like, you'll never guess what I do. (laughs) I work out and I eat well. That's it. And I've been doing it since I was 16. Like, bro, I say you could, you can literally do a hundred push-ups a day and a hundred sit-ups a day. You'd be great. And you'll be good. It, it doesn't have to be too much more, but to your no. point, Alec, most people, and this is true of finance too, right? Look up the statistics mm-hmm. on how many people um, live paycheck to paycheck. It's mm-hmm. it's staggering. And and I read something in the Wall Street Journal, and, and I wish I had it for the podcast. Maybe an editor could put it in the bottom. But there was an article in the Wall Street Journal not too long ago about how many people had more than $1,000 saved for their retirement in the United States. And it was a staggeringly low number percentage of the U.S. population, Mm. which is crazy. It's crazy, right? People just can't. They and it's like I don't know what you believe about climate change, but things that are so far ahead, yeah, that are twenty, thirty years out, yeah, eh, it's not today. Can't even see it. I'm okay today, yeah. But that twenty, thirty year you is coming. Gone. It's gonna be there. I'm, you know. So I, I I mean, but off in a rap. But but I feel like that's hard though. Like like to to my defense or our defense like i've i haven't been at uh you know like what do you say i don't want to say financially free but top tier you know in america and you know yes, you are. in salary no it, it, why well, I, I guess I, I mean i guess i can say i am no you are you know at the top i'm going to look it up while we're while you're talking okay but talking. but if i am i've seen it right and sure. so i know that it exists and it's attainable Fair. But if I came from, you know, $500 every two weeks, Fair. you know, and, and had two kids and had to, you know, it's it's hard. It's hard to see that. How am I going to get there? And w- what does that even look like to do to get there? You feel me? Yeah. Well, it's like, I mean, but it's kind of no different in necessarily how you think about money. I feel like whether you got 500000 or 500 it's just kind of like. What are you prioritizing to do with that money? How are you? What are What are your priorities? Like, what do you find important to? Go is that Alec? Is that just oh. mindset? Is that just that's mindset around money? No, but somebody's priority might be to feed their children, yeah. make sure that their children has clothes up over on their back. And look, and, wait, we're we're talking about something. Yeah, if you you got to see it to be it, right? Like, if if you grew up with no model, no 
vision to how do you get there. It's the reason why poverty is multi-generational, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And I'm not saying if you did grow up like that, that, that doesn't mean that you can't get there or want to get hard. there. Right. I'm 100 percent with you. It's, it's right. definitely a hard track. I, I grew up right with an opportunity in front of me that I would say most people in the world, if you mm-hmm. think about the population of the world, don't get right. I'm a white guy in America. <laughs> right. Those are the two like I, I'm already winning. Right. If you're a white human being in America, you got you got a pretty good head. You got start, an opportunity. Right. My parents were yeah. pretty good parents. I got to go to high school and graduate. I got a chance to go to college. Yeah, you can mm-hmm. pretty much. Yeah, I mean, the rest is up to me. Mm-hmm. The rest is up to me. By the way, top 1% income earners in the U.S., according to Forbes, the article I just looked up, you guys and the editors are going to have to put this in, 650 grand a year. Mm. So you're there, right? Like yeah. you're in the top 1%. And I know that's hard because, you know, the top, top, the, that number, For sure. you're Joe Burrow. You okay. Just, you just signed $200 million. Okay, but contract. exactly. Yeah. So you see stuff like that or you see, you know, you see the big entertainers. But that 1% is yeah. a big that's, yeah, yeah. that's literally. You see Alec Ogletree on the couch. That's like that's me? like seven, eight people in the locker room that made with the, that type of money. The majority of the team. You're I, talking about. You're, it's not even. It's not like seven, eight making that two hundred. Oh, not two hundred million. No, I'm, I'm saying just like to be like, oh, I'm a millionaire. Like they can be like they can millionaire. No, it's more than seven, eight. I mean, you say if there's fifty three guys on a roster, there's a good. So there's twenty two starters. You probably got All of them a good no a no. You probably got a good fifteen out there with fifteen of the twenty two make more than a million bucks a year. Well, I would say all, well not, I'm not just all of them. No, I'm saying like the life changing money. Oh, that's, like that's four or five guys a team, right? No, he's saying it's more. It's more. What do you call life changing money? It depends what your just definition say, of wealth is. Just say in no, my, no, 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 no. In my head, just here's say, how. Here's my just numbers. Say, just say if you. Play professional football from 21 to 30, and you retired at 30. What would be the number to you that would be life changing? Uh, it depends what your life started at. But how I look at it is not life changing. I look at it as can I create enough passive income for the rest of my life to live the way I there want? There you go. Right. The, the easy math in my head that's is life changing because you guys, then you don't yeah. have to work the rest but, of your life. But, that's everybody's, but everybody's monthly nut is different. There you go. Right. Okay. Some people live in an apartment. Some guys are buying Lambos. Right. Like and and okay. That's so different. what would you think the average Americans' um, number would would be? Do you know what the average live. American income is? No, no, no. I'm saying to live a di- to travel to I don't know, a couple hundred grand a year. Right. Okay. So, so look. How, if, so if, what's if that? I, four to five million dollars. Yeah. Right. If you invest smartly, you can invest four to five million bucks where you're you're earning passive income of let's say eight to ten percent a year. Mm-hmm. Right. So, you know, right. 5 million bucks, that's 500 grand a year. Gross for taxes. But you can live pretty well on 500 grand a year unless you're being a ding dong. Yeah, $5 million. Yeah. That's it, the cash. That's, that's, a, that's, that's not I made $5 million. That means I got $5 million in the bank. Exactly. That's and that's the number. number my financial advisor gave. He actually gave me four, but that's the number to get to, basically, like when we had this conversation, Yep. Um, whenever it was, to get to, to basically, okay, you can live off of this, you know, yeah. and, and so and make this. So good, good transition back to what we were, we, we went down all kinds of rabbit holes. I love it. But so like, all right, so he says to you, Andrew, uh, Andrew, make 5 million bucks and I'm going to build you a plan to produce enough income to live off. What, what's, what was the income part of that, that he said, or she, I don't, he or she, he, so that he said, Hey, we can produce based on our investment portfolio. What? Like, it what was, was this. Eight percent ish. Okay. 
So that's 400 grand a year. Eight percentage? Yeah. 8% on 400 grand or 5 million bucks is 400 grand a year. So I'm 400 grand a year minus taxes. So yeah. 250, 300. Yeah. But that ain't account for like, like what you call it, impulsive buys. <laughs> well, let's tell them about your RC car. Alec, I thought of you. So when I interviewed, I don't Alec, have I, impulsive bonds. Yeah, you do. My my yeah, impulse. What is it, Alec? Are, are because of him stuff. and my sister. <laughs> the impulse is, hey, we want to do a family trip to Dubai. Oh, so boy. let's go to Dubai. <laughs> I'm like, no. These are memories. So now I gotta come up. Hey, let's go. That's let's, what the money's for. So now go I gotta it. come up with twenty. 20 grand real quick, dude. Let's That's the impulse. That's, That's the impulse. There's a great book called Die With Zero that <laughs> changed my life. It was my most gifted book of 2022. And the idea of the book is instead of using your money to create investment dividends, you're using your money to create memory dividends, right? Because yeah, yeah. you're not going to care right. if you've got another 25 grand in the bank at the end of your life. But if you spent 25 grand had a incredible family trip to no. Dubai. Yeah. That's going to be and, forever. And me personally, I have no problem. You can, you can, I don't know if Alec knows, but I have no problem. You can ask my wife, but with no problem spending money on memories or food, you know, or, or like entertainment, like times. Yeah. Experiences. But I do have a problem with an Amazon box coming to the front door <laughs> every day. Or I do have a problem with, <laughs> you, know, you know, like, or like, you know, just, you know, just, I get it. Just spending money, just to spend money. Like, and I'm not saying the he Amazon. Got, he got a problem with trying to get us in the, uh, in the club. <laughs> what do you mean? This man right here, man. Or like, I mean, but I, I, guess that that's I, I guess that's entertainment. I guess that's going to help you buy a table. Uh-uh. No, no, I will. But nah, he gonna, if he I got to pay for it by myself, we might. <laughs> you alligator arm it? It's going to be some discount. Oh, like, oh, it. I it's can't reach the some, bill. No, but like no, now man. I feel like there's definitely better ways to spend your money than spend it at, in the club. For yeah. sure. And like to me, that's not. Yeah, it was an experience. And I wouldn't take those days back. But. And you're a different like, part of your life. Yeah. You're a different season, right? I mean, right. you guys are... You, you got both, I wouldn't do it now. You got yeah. both young kids, right? You're in the parent season. Like, I, the, the hard part is you go through your career and your life seasons change too, right? Mm-hmm. From 20 to 30, you're one guy. From 30 to 40, you're another guy. From 40 to 60. So, you know, your priorities change. I mean, so um, you have... Did you plan for kids which, in this whole thing? When you first started talking to... Yeah. I, I think we, like, was I think we, I, you know, because no. stuff's happened. Like, yeah, but not at first. We didn't plan for kids. Yeah, you went like, oh, I'm going to put no. a savings over here for Beckham. Yep. No, hey. now we have a second kid. Congrats. <laughs> second Congrats. Kid. Congrats. Thank you. So did, so it, with that, with that 8%, let's go back to the nitty gritty. Cause this is what I like to, I like to learn about this stuff too. And what other guys are seeing. Do you have. I want to hear what the financial advisor is telling you, how he's going to go get that eight. And do you have insight or choice and then i want to hear what are you doing personally like because alec talked about it when when he and i had our first interview in the first episode of like there was a moment where he was like oh i can buy a condo in miami someone else can rent it they can pay me money and i don't have to do anything mm-hmm. yeah so yeah me yeah there's definitely those but what um, what that eight percent he came to you and said, Hey, I can get you eight percent. Is that through his strategies in the stock market? Yes. Okay. So you're basically That's just turning market. that money over to him and say, Yes, hey, I'm paying you one percent a year. And they cut you a check basically either monthly or quarterly, whatever it is, 
with you get a check in the mail. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Um, did you think so, about that as, did you guys try to build your lifestyle on the dividend check and not live off the, any of the contract money? No, I didn't build my life like that. I, I built my life like, so get to that number or try to get to that number. And as I was trying to get to that number, and obviously I have access to the account so I can see. So th- let's just take a, um, an easy number, for example, a million dollars. Three years later, the account says, let's say, $1.1 or $1.2 million. Yeah. Just say $1.1 million. Um, And that's three years later. And by this time, I've become a homeowner. Um, So I bought a townhouse for like $375,000, maybe $400,000. And three years later, I sold it for like $550,000 or... Sure. Maybe close to 600. So I made like 150 grand off of it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, hmm, you know, if I can do that, why can't I do this, you know, on a larger scale? Mm-hmm. And, or, and that more, was kind of your aha time. moment to real estate? Well, I, I had dove into real estate before, before I sold my house because I didn't know how much I was going to make on my house until I sold sure. it. But I had, I had already dove into it because. Like I said, um, I was undrafted. I never signed a huge contract. So I'm, so I, I have been thinking about what else is going to make me money that I don't have to go out and get a job for when I'm done, you know, blood, sweat, and tears in football. I don't want to go work. So I want my money to make money for me, you know, and I'm not going to have $10, million, $10, $20 million that I can just sit on. I'm going to have a few million dollars that I have to turn into five, 10, 20, 25 million dollars. So me is always, how do you turn this? Yeah. I guess you can say life changing money into, um, you know, long-term wealth, long-term wealth. How, how can you do that? Beyond the game. <laughs> so yeah, man, we're trying to figure it out. You, you feel me? So I was like real estate and I, I wasn't just like real estate, you know, um, I went to conferences with Alec, um, you know, his, his CPA put on, you know, like wealth conferences and stuff, you know, the team. Uh, I went to the one there. that Alec just didn't go to because he couldn't find oh, the his Bahamas? passport. Mm-hmm. He lost this last one. Yeah, I didn't go to that one either. But there's been other ones. And then, you know, um, in Tampa, there there's like a player engagement guy that he kind of facilitated off season, like, mm-hmm. um, like business planning and, you know, from the lead, from the team, from the team, hmm. um, you know, things of that nature. So, you know, I, I participated in that. And then to me, real estate just stuck with me because it's not going anywhere really. And it can't, it can't really go anywhere. It's tangible. Almost like, almost like fitness or, you know, or like I wouldn't say training, but like the body isn't going anywhere. athlete, like the, the, there's always going to be sports. There's always going to be people you know, trying to, you know, fix their bodies or um, like that's not going anywhere. Um, just like COVID. Estate. And then it went away. Healthcare. Healthcare is a good Health, Yeah. Well, I'm just saying like the human body, you know, mm-hmm. if you if you have a business that has to do with the human body, you know, it's the human body is not going anywhere. So what um, what what have you done in real estate besides the the townhouse? Where 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 did you take that? So that was my that was my primary residence. Okay. Um, so I, I don't consider that as an investment, but, uh, 
So yeah, I had she went. Had no so so my first, so my first real estate, and then I learned. I was like, all these people are borrowing money, mm-hmm. not using their money. They're borrowing somebody else's money, the bank, somebody else's power of leverage, and then they're making more money, and then just giving whatever they borrowed back. It would have would have a little interest, but whatever they already made their money. So I was like, I mean, I don't have that much money to just be buying a million dollar property and trying to make money off of it. So how am I going to do that? So then I figured and I started, you know, figuring, reading and talking to people. Um, like what kind of resources? Like where would you go? I talked to a realtor in Florida who's um, who's been in the game for a while. Mm-hmm. And she put me in contact with certain uh, mortgage brokers. Um, and so you talk to the people at the bank, you talk to other real estate professionals and then you build these relationships and then you kind of tell them your situation and they're like, oh, I can help or, oh, mm-hmm. oh, I can't help in this situation. But the people that can't help, then you, you, you dive further in with them. So that's what you were talking about, Alec, like people know what they have to do. It's do they do it? Yeah. Like you, you know, took the first step, right? Yeah. I mean, you took right. the first yeah. step. You like, have hey. to, like, but like I was probably just reading and talking to people for a year or two mm-hmm. before I bought my first property with the bank's money, First Horizon. What was it? A single family? No, it was actually, um, it was five, five duplexes. Wow, 10 units. It's 10 units. It's a big start. And it was for like, you two, and it was like maybe it's close to a million, like 990. Okay. In Tampa? Tallahassee, Florida. Okay. And Not as um, nice as Tampa. I got it might well be Georgia. I got a normal like mortgage loan. So um, 20, 30% down? No. See, I didn't have to put I put zero percent down. Mm. But that's because you built that relationship though, too. So right? I built so I built a relationship with the banker. You know, obviously she knows my situation, finances, sure, whatever. So it's like six hundred and some change. I did um you know, like a 30 year fixed mortgage for and like the rest, 300,000 and some change. I leveraged my brokerage account. Lent so, against it. Yeah, I lent against it. That's kind of like putting cash down. If 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 it goes to shit. If it goes to shit. If coming, it goes to they're shit. taking your money. Right. Yeah. So but I get it. Smart. That was my, so that was my first one. Um, I'm like, man, I can buy it. And so it was, it brings in, you know, like maybe around $8,000 a month. Still? You still own it? Yeah, I still own it. Computer, I'm thinking man. about selling it though, because I like, like I said, anybody I take anybody, anybody want to buy? Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> and not because it's a bad property, is because I don't want to deal. You don't want to do something else. I don't want to deal with um, you know, property managers and you know all that anymore. I'd rather put it, you know, into commercial real estate or something else where it's a little more passive, even though it's passive, but. You just want to do yeah, so else. yeah, that was my first one. How did you know? How did you know who who's going to property management? Did the broker help you through this process? No, because that's um, a big. I mean, you're you're going from the real a estate townhouse. agent. The real estate agent found the deal, helped me manage it. Um, okay, so we we interviewed like a few different companies in Tallahassee, property management companies in, in Tallahassee, and um, we really just went with the one we liked and we felt comfortable with, and that they would do a good job. And she put us in in contact with these different property managers. Mm-hmm. Um, so a couple of closeout questions, I guess, we can ask um, would be, what is something that you would 
Well, one, was is it something that you know now that you wish you would, that you would tell yourself as a younger person, like young in the league? What's something that you would tell yourself as a younger person, you know, or, you know, what? I would say. If you could talk to a younger person, a younger athlete in the yeah, league. Talk to 20-year-old Drew. Yeah. Like, you're still, you're a junior at UConn. What's something that you learned now, where you at right now today, to think about something back then like oh I wish I would have did this back then or I would say just had knowledge about this be open to um, different people and different ideas even if it might not you know interest you and then be knowledge and then go seek go seek your own knowledge um, you know so to speak like don't don't rely on like a conference or just a conversation with somebody you had mm -hmm. or a TV, like a TV series or show, you know, to be all you know about whatever you're seeking knowledge for. You have to go dive into that subject and almost become, you can't become a professional, but almost know or be able to teach that subject to somebody else. Mm -hmm. Like, be that's, able that's to dad speaking my head. <laughs> Sorry, dad. <laughs> no, but you really have to. No, but you really like when it comes to investing I mean, or like having a strategy of investing. Like you have a formula and you plug in the pieces and you do it over and over and over again. Like you, but like you have to get learn the formula. Get the, yeah, yeah. You have to get the knowledge first, and you have to seek knowledge of whatever it is that you don't even know that you that you want to do. Like so, like a twenty year old. You know, somebody talking to me about all these properties or private equity or whatever, you know, you might be like, oh, yeah, that's interesting. But that's the last thing you hear about it until you're 28. Hmm. But if unless you went out and chased but it, if I went out and chased it when I was 20, where would I be now that I'm 28? You know, what I mean, mm -hmm. I might have invested in Uber when I was 20 and now I'd be probably not. But. <laughs> you would invest in something that didn't awesome. work. <laughs> so, so how do you think? So, you're this is year seven, right? This year, eight. Yeah. This is year eight. This is year eight in the NFL. So, God bless. I hope you play fifteen years. No, I don't want to play fifteen. How many? How long you want to play? I'll probably two more. All right. So you get. He's just 10. asking for two, y'all. I'm just asking for two. He wants two, two for eight. Two for eight. Two for fifteen. He said two for eight. <laughs> That's <laughs> as low as low as he going. Two for eight. <laughs> two for eight. <laughs> but I might have to take that one for. <laughs> <laughs> one for one for right now. <laughs> but yeah. Um, so, all right. So yeah. let, let's say two years. You, you you know, you got great health. You go crush it this year. A team signs it for your final contract. How do you think about what's next? Like the, the literal beyond the game for you. What what does it look like? I guess I'm curious. I've thought about it now. But yeah, keep going. From an investment side of things, like how do you think about how am I creating income from 32 to 82. So to to me, it's it's going to be 32 to you can get your pension at 45, but I wouldn't take it until I was probably 65 because it's a lot more. So, so NFL, to, NFL pension, how many years you got to play? Three and a half, four, four years. So four years. And how much is the benefit? Well, I think it's like three and a half. Yeah. So I could pull up my pension numbers right now. I've, I might look at it not too long ago, Itch. but I think um, right now, if I stop playing right now, I think at 65, if I put it out when I was 65, I think it would pay me like seven or $8,000 a month. And the pension is different than 401k, right? 
Yes. So then you got your four hundred one k, and there's Ooh, other yo. and there's other plans that you've accumulated. I'm Which a, I'm you can advisor. manage those by yourself too. Yeah, I'm my advisor with you know brokerage account. Mm-hmm. So you're done. Not, not you hope to never it. work again, or is it just a re? No, no, no. At at sixty four, at fifty, definitely yes. I feel like I should have done enough with my money to where at fifty I can wake up and play golf every day. You're not going to want to do that, probably. No, no. I know I'm not going to want to, but have yeah. to have that option. Yeah. To have that option. No, but even you now. You need like, a purpose. You need well, a reason to wake up. So that takes me to now. Like, stuff. I've been, Playing I've been golf at home. Alec every day has got to get old. No, I've been at home. They obviously, don't keep rehabbing. cheating me either. Because <laughs> <laughs> you cheat. He said I cheat because I win. <laughs> this guy, this guy, I hit I the ball, walk to his ball, pick it up, walk around. Like he, no, he hit it out of bounds. He hit it out of play. This is what he did one time. He hit it out of play. He drives up. Now, he on the cart by himself. Nobody else with him. But I'm kind of looking. I'm looking at him. And all of a sudden, I just see him. He pick up a ball. He's like... I pick up my first ball that he's, I hit. He, no, he didn't even My mulligan it. shot. My mulligan he shot. He find the ball way over here. He go pick up the other ball and start walking around. I'm like, what you doing? He's I'm, like... I'm looking for the first ball I shot. I can I can hit right here, can't I? I can just drop right here. Like, what? He like, that's not even a stroke. You physically pick the ball up, you walk from I don't Sounds know, like cheating, Joe. It's cheating. I'm telling <laughs> you, it's like cheating. cheating. It's one on one. One. I don't even know if he explained that right. But sounded right to me. He seemed pretty confident. All right, so but you need a purpose. Yeah, no, for sure. So what what happens 32 to, to 50? Yeah, right. So obviously you have to uh or what do you want to do? Or are you not sure yet? I want to help the youth and I want to develop young men in specifically. In what area? Like what? In what kind of capacity? As you said, develop them. To me, it's I want it to be multifaceted. So not not just in, in football, not just in training but in knowledge, like in real estate or in private equity or in um, life skills, building relationships with high net worth individuals, um, surrounding yourself around high net worth individuals. Uh, you know, just everything that a young kid wouldn't know that would help him be ahead of the, the next person. Um, so, yeah. That's what I. That's what I want to do, and obviously I'd monetize that in a certain way to where, you know, the structure and the business is, you know, very detailed and you know thought out, and it's very professional. Um, so yeah, and then I do like real estate, so I'll, I'll continue to grow in real estate because I feel like that's, um, I feel like that's a good play, and. And I'll keep and I'll keep learning about uh, um, other things as well. Um, so, congrats, man! You've you built a, a, a great career. I wish you the best of luck in the next couple of years. You got yes, two sir. more. You said two, 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 two for eight. Two for eight, man. Two for I eight. Appreciate you coming on, Drew. Oh man. yeah, man. Appreciate uh, you. Uh, what can they find you at? They want to get at you. What they want to get at you? Find me at uh, Andrew underscore okay. Adams thirty three. Okay. Thirty-three was my rookie year number, so that was when, that was when I all I the guess, GMs and owners do great. Come on, Andrew underscore Adams at thirty-three, <laughs> and that's where we starting. You know what I mean? Yes, we sir. can negotiate down. You know what I mean? Two for seven. Oh, we negotiate. 
We're not negotiating. <laughs> I'm just saying, if somebody reaches out to you and gives you a contract through Instagram, Alec and I get a percentage. How much do agents get? Three percent. Hey man, I just I just need to come to the game so I can sit in. The, I need to sit in the box. You know you. <laughs> I just need to sit in the box. I don't, I don't need nothing else. I just need to sit in the box so I can stretch my legs. That's out. about fifty grand. Hey, just one game. All I need is one game. Yeah, that's I about pay, fifty grand. I pay halfway. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Drew. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Thanks for having me. This Wish you the best of luck. This was fun. Yeah, Thank for you. sure. Thank you for joining us on Beyond the Game. Please like, comment, and subscribe on all platforms. It really helps others find the show. And a special shout out to Open Heart Media who helps with the production. Check them out at openheartmediaco.com. 